Welcome to the FaithBridge Sermons Podcast. Today's sermon features Bible teacher Connie Beaver and was recorded on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 8th. Thanks for tuning in. We love the chance to connect with you, so drop us a line at info at faithbridge.org. And if you're in the area, join us this Sunday on campus at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. and come say hi. And you can always join us for FaithBridge online at faithbridge.org slash live. Here's Connie. Well, good morning. Like Ken said, my name is Connie, and I am part of the kids' ministry team here at FaithBridge, and I am honored to be here with you on Mother's Day, whether you're here in East and West or in the communion service or online. This is my eighth year to celebrate Mother's Day as a mom. It's a picture of me and my kids from last Mother's Day. Um, you will notice a death grip on my son to keep him in the picture. Most... Mother's Days, I spend my morning with the kids and kids ministry, and then my two other requests are some cookie cake and some time by myself to read. But I can remember 10 years ago on Mother's Day, sitting right here in Center Court West, I remember I was sitting right around over there, trying and failing to hold back my tears because at that point, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to be a mom. So I just want to start by acknowledging that Mother's Day, like most holidays, can come with a variety of feelings, joy and gratefulness for your life as a mom or for your wife or for your own mother, and possibly grief and sadness if you've lost your mom or don't have a good relationship with your mom or want to be a mom. But no matter where you are today, and no matter if you're a mom or not, God has something for you. And as I prayed and I asked God, what should I share this morning from my heart as a mom? He kept bringing me back to several verses that have really meant a lot to me so far in my journey of motherhood. And those are some verses about grace. So today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians is a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And the words are going to be on the screen, and I'm going to ask that you guys read the verses out loud with me. So if you can put your eyes on the screen. Are you ready? Here we go. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So let me guess what some of you might be thinking. Why these verses, Connie? Well, since my teens, I have tried to plan my life about five years out. And my parents would listen to me and smile and say, you'll see. But I was determined if I could plan it, I could control it. I might have told my college boyfriend, Blake, who's now my husband, exactly when he should propose to me and when we would get married and when we would have kids. And I quickly found out there were some things I could control. We did get engaged around when I wanted a little bit later, but that's okay. (laughs) We did get married when I wanted, but the same couldn't be said when it came time to have kids. And as we waited and waited and waited. I had many conversations with God and 
many conversations with uh, friends. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with my cousin Jennifer, who is the closest thing I have to a sister. And she said, Connie, do you know why we named our daughter Grace? And I had thought about it, and I was like, no, I didn't really. It's a beautiful name with a beautiful meaning, but hadn't given it much more thought beyond that. And she shared Ephesians 2, verse 8 with me, and that she, they realized that children are a gift from God, much like grace. And there's nothing you can do to earn that gift, and there's nothing you're doing wrong to not have that gift. It's just a gift, just like grace. And when I left that conversation, I realized that I had had some conversations with God where I had told God all the things I thought I had done right in my life and why I thought I deserved a child. And I realized that part of me wondered, was there something I was doing wrong for God to not give me a child? And I also realized that I can struggle with the idea of grace. That is a gift from God that's not about me and it's not about me doing all the right things. And I don't think I'm alone in this. And so this morning, that's the first thing for you to remember, and that is grace is for you. Verses 8 and 9 say, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Now, the works that Paul is talking about here are the things that we do trying to earn God's love. And I know for me, it doesn't always just stop there. I can sometimes get caught up in my own works and the things of me trying to earn all kinds of things, love, admiration, all of it. I walk my kids home from school most days, and I really love this time with them walking and talking and hearing about their day except in the month of May, it's getting really hot, y'all, but (laughs) it's worth it. And a few weeks ago, I was here at work and I was getting caught up in things and I lost track of the time. And so I was running a little late. And then of course I got stuck in horrible traffic, but typically it's not a big deal. My kids will start to walk towards me and I'll walk towards them and we'll meet each other. But on this day, uh, one of the kids I know from here at Faithbridge Kids was riding by me on his bicycle, and he goes, uh, Miss Connie, you might want to run. Evan's giving Claire a hard time. I was like, oh, gosh. Okay, here I go. So I sprinted, and when I got to my children, I saw, sure enough, Claire was trying to hold on to Evan's arm, and he was trying to wrestle away and get closer to the road. And so I got to them and heard the whole story, and... I'll spare you the details except to say there were several conversations that needed to be had and some apologies that needed to be given. And as we were walking home, I could just feel the mom guilt like weigh on me. I should have left work on time. I should have paid more attention to the clock and I should have been here. Have I not taught Evan, you don't go close to the road? All of the things. And then I had a mom that I know from school kind of message me and let me know, hey, I saw that Evan was really giving Claire a hard time. I wanted to let you know. Well, of course, for me, in that moment I read that and I thought, great. 
Everybody's seeing my children misbehave and they're judging me and how I am as a mom. Luckily, I was working on this sermon and God was really speaking to me and my heart about grace. And so I stopped and I took a breath. And when I read her message again and I really looked at the words, I realized there wasn't any judgment in there necessarily, maybe, but not really. (laughs) She was trying to be helpful. I was the one that was doing that. I'm a good, loving mom, but I'm not a perfect mom. I'm never going to be a perfect mom. And if I focus on my works and doing all the right things, I'm always going to fail. But grace is for me. The God of the universe gives me grace. And so I can give myself some grace. Because we can do this with our faith as well. We can get caught up in our works and doing all the right things and checking all the boxes and focus on ourselves instead of focusing on God. And when we do that, when we focus on our own works, we diminish the gift that God has given us and we diminish who God is. Because God loves us so much that he gave us the gift of his son, Jesus. In fact, Jesus and grace is what sets Christianity apart from any other religion on this earth. That Jesus would come to earth and live a perfect life and take on all of our sins and our mistakes and our failings on the cross just because he loves us. Not asking anything from us in return except for to accept his gift of love and grace. You know, my kids have done nothing to earn my love. I mean, really. (laughs) But from the moment I held them, I loved them so much just because they're mine. And that's how God feels about you and me. He loves us just because we're his. And so we need to remember that God gives us grace, not because of anything that we are doing or have done, but just because he loves us. And when we remember God's grace for us, then we can do the second thing, which is remember that grace is for others, especially our kids. I know this is not the fun one. Before I had kids, I thought being a mom was going to be easy. (laughs) I know, yes. I have a background and experience in teaching and a love and a passion for kids, so I just thought, man, I'm going to be a natural. This is going to be a breeze. And then I had my kids. And I love them so much, but I do not understand them. They can frustrate me. And I can have a hard time giving them grace. For the first 18 months of my son's life, and yes, I know exactly how long this phase lasted, 
Evan would scream and cry at me every morning for about 45 minutes. I don't know what it was about 45 minutes, but that was his thing. Unless I was holding him. But unfortunately for him, he's my second child, and I'm a working mom, and so I couldn't just hold him all the time. I had to feed us breakfast and pack our lunches and get us dressed and get out the door. And needless to say, I showed up to work most often with my nerves a little frayed. But God would remind me in those moments that Evan is my gift from God and that Evan is my reminder forever of God's gift of grace to me. So I can give Evan some grace. And what I found is in those moments, even though he was still crying or I was doing everything one-handed, my heart was lighter when I gave him grace. My heart was more understanding of what he was going through. My heart was grateful. And so even though my circumstances were still hard, my heart was lighter. I'm not proud to admit that I have to remind myself of my kids' ages. I mean, I know that Claire is eight and Evan just turned six. But I can have the unrealistic expectation of them acting like adults. Well, well well-behaved adults. (laughs) And this was made so clear to me over spring break when we went to Disney World. Happiest place on earth, right? Yeah? Those of you laughing have been there with kids. (laughs) It, (laughs) they were whining and complaining for so much of the trip. And I was getting so frustrated because this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip for us. I don't know when we're going to go again. And I was reminded so gently by my husband that they're kids. They don't know the time and the planning and the energy and the money that goes into a trip to Disney World. They just know that they're waking up early and they're going to bed late and they're doing a lot of walking, and they're waiting in a lot of lines. (laughs) And what I found is as I was able to give my kids grace, again, it didn't always change the circumstances, but what it changed was my heart. And I could let go of my anger and frustration and really enjoy the trip more. Because our kids are still trying to figure out this world. They're still trying to figure out themselves and their emotions. I'm 37 and I'm still trying to do the same thing, right? They need our grace. Others need our grace. So many of us are just doing the best that we can. And if God has given us grace, if God gives them grace, which he does, then we can give them grace too. And what I found is as I give my children and others more grace, I do a lot of listening, a lot more listening of hearing them and their hearts and their emotions and really working with them to dig deeper into whatever is causing the things that they're struggling with. I find that when I give grace, I do have a lot more understanding. And when I give grace, I do a lot more praying, both with them and for them. In listening and understanding and praying, 
well, those are all things of God. So as I give grace, I'm bringing myself closer to God, and I'm hopefully bringing them closer to God. Because this world is not going to give our kids a whole lot of grace. This world doesn't give us a whole lot of grace. But if my home can be a place of love and grace, a refuge for them, imagine how powerful that could be. Imagine if all of our homes were full of grace. A place where they can connect and grow closer to God and experience his love and grace. Because that's the last thing for us to remember today, which is that grace is for the world. When we look at verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that this verse comes after the first two, because the first two take our hearts and our minds off of ourselves and focus them on God. And then this verse focuses our hearts and our mind on what God can do through us and the good works we can do in his name. Because you are God's handiwork. I am God's handiwork. Our kids are God's handiwork. And we were made by God to be right here, right now for his purpose. And my job as a mom beyond just loving and caring for my kids is to help them to understand their purpose and what God has put them here to do. Because I can get caught up in my kids' works. I can get caught up in their grades and their achievements and dance and rock climbing and their, how many friends they have. And all those things are good things. They're not bad. But those are all things that are going to fade away. We can let go of what this world says is important because this world is not full of grace. But helping them to understand their purpose, that is eternal and everlasting. And that is full of grace because it's full of God. This next generation needs to know Jesus. They need to know and feel his love and his grace and understand who they are in Jesus. And it's never too early to start. That's one of my favorite things that we do in kids' ministry is in that building right over there. Every single Sunday are hundreds of servers and staff pouring into hundreds of kids from two-month-olds till fifth-graders helping them to experience God's love and grace and understand the truths of Jesus. Can you imagine if all of those hundreds of kids really grow up knowing who Jesus is in their hearts? And if you are not a parent, you can be part of this too. You can go on mission and go on the road and literally go with students or on an adult trip and help them to bring grace to the world. You can serve in student ministry or kids' ministry. I know someone you can talk to about that. <laughs> like Pastor Ken said, you can spend a week of your summer pouring into probably 1,100 kids and helping them to know that they are forever rescued by Jesus, that there's no mistake, there's no failing that is too big for Jesus and what he has for their lives. 
because you are God's handiwork too. And as I've gotten older, I've started to think more about my legacy and what I'm going to leave behind when my time here on earth is done. And I'm praying that it's a legacy of Christ, that when people remember me, it won't just be about Connie, it'll be about God. And God wants that for you too. Because when we get to heaven, I'm pretty sure God is not going to say to any of us, well done for raising accomplished kids. Right? Well done for how far you went in your career. Well done for how much money you made. Well done for your full social calendar. What God will hopefully say to all of us is, well done, good and faithful servant, for loving me with your whole heart and doing everything you could to bring my love and my grace to the world. So grace, grace is what it's all about. And I would love to share with you why these verses are so important to me. About nine years ago, it was a Sunday night, and I was feeling pretty anxious and nervous because the next morning I needed to take a pregnancy test. And up to that point, it had always been negative. And I, whenever I start getting anxious and nervous, I really do my best to go to God. So I decided to prepare for my Wednesday night high school Bible study, which I had never done before on a Sunday. Normally it's Tuesday. <laughs> and so I got the book, and I turned to the lesson we were going over, and we were studying Ephesians. And we were studying Ephesians 2. And as I read these verses, I remembered that conversation with my cousin Jennifer. I was reminded of God's grace, and I immediately felt at peace with whatever would happen the next morning. Because it's not about me doing all the right things. It's not because I'm not doing the right things. It's just a gift. And the next morning, I found out I was pregnant with Claire. And as I cried out to God with just gratefulness and thanksgiving and just surprise. I felt God pulling me back to these verses. And so I opened my Bible and I read them again. And God in that moment forever cemented them onto my heart. My daughter is a gift to me from God who will forever be a reminder of God's gift of grace. And she's made in his handiwork to do good works in his name. A couple years later, I was reading through the Bible in a year. It had been a rough start to the year with the death of my grandfather and a miscarriage. And so the accountability of getting into God's word every day was just life-giving to me. Claire was two at this point and was going through a phase where she wanted me to climb in her crib with her. Some of you have done this. It's not just me, right? Okay. And so I don't know what came over me that morning, but I grabbed my Bible and I laid in the crib with her and I went to my chapters for the day and one of them was Ephesians 2. And as I read these verses, laying next to my gift, I wondered. And sure enough, a couple days later, I found out I was pregnant with Evan my gift from God, who teaches me so much about grace. 
who is forever my reminder to myself of God's grace for me. Who is made in God's handiwork? I don't know what Evan's going to do for Christ, but he is. He's going to do big things for God. And now, whenever I come across these verses, it makes my husband really nervous. (laughs) So you can imagine how he's feeling after today. So today, on Mother's Day, God wants you to remember his grace. He wants you to remember that his grace is given to you just because he loves you. There's nothing that you have to do to earn it. You just have to believe and have faith and love him. And if the God of the universe can give us grace, we can give grace to ourselves. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. But there is no sin or mistake or failing that's too big for Jesus. And remember to give the gift of grace to others. Because I think you'll find that as you give the gift of grace to others, it's not just a gift to them. It's a gift to yourself as well. It's a way to let go of anger and frustration and fill your heart with the things of God. Because this world needs grace. That's what we are here to do. We are here to give grace to the world and help everyone to know Jesus. In just a minute after we pray, we're going to sing a song that so many of us know and love because it's our reminder of God's grace. And I want to encourage you as you sing this song to really take the words into your heart and sing it to God and praise him for the grace that he's given to us. Let's pray. God, you are perfect, and so we don't have to be. God, forgive us for the times that we make it about us. Forgive us for the times that we want to boast in ourselves, that we focus on just doing all the right things. God, help us turn our hearts to you. Be our reminder forever of your grace. Thank you for your grace, God. I thank you that your grace and your mercies are new every morning, God. And I pray for all of us. God, what a privilege it is that you would do your good works through us. God, would you help us to remember why we're here and that we're here for you. Thank you for your grace.